God have anything to say that will lift up our heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, so that the King of glory shall come in. Does God have anything to say? Not just about my public reality, y'all ain't saying nothing, but about my personal reality. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Come and join us in the sanctuary as we listen in on a dynamic word from our senior pastor, Dr. Gina M. Stewart. I want to talk today from the subject, do not throw away your confidence. Look at somebody and tell them, do not throw away your confidence. Amen. Over the past few days, we have heard from local and federal law enforcement officials and attorneys who involved in yet another case of what appears to be police brutality. Freddie Gray, a 25-year-old, died several days after being arrested by the Baltimore police. The cause of his death was due to a spinal injury. Video of the arrest played by police at a news conference Monday did not show how Gray suffered his injury. What it did reveal is that when Gray was arrested, he was walking. And a week later, Gray was dead because of an injury to his spine. Deputy Police Commissioner Jerry Rodriguez described the injury as a very tragic one to his spinal cord, which resulted in death. The explanation that we are hearing on the news, if you've been able to watch it, is that something happened in the fan. Nobody can explain exactly what happened between the time that Gray was arrested and walking and a week later, Gray was dead. And as is typical in cases like this, we've heard public outcries from political figures, from city officials, from community leaders and religious leaders Specifically, some of you may have heard Dr. Jamal Harrison Bryant as one of the voices of clergy, among others, who have voiced their disapproval of the case. We've heard the voices of parents and school officials and students in the aftermath of a mob of girls kicking, punching, and stomping one another last week at White Station High School. We've heard the news reports of all the tragedies taking place in our city and cities around this nation, Chicago, you could just name a litany of cities about deaths, premature deaths in particular from stray bullets, suicide and homicide. And while I will admit that these voices are important to hear, yet and still the urgency and implications of deaths like Freddie Gray, Walter Scott, Michael Brown, Tamir Rice, fights at White Station High School, and random acts of violence call for another voice. You ought to say we need another voice. Historically, in times of crisis and tension, Judeo-Christian traditions and scriptures brim with examples of trusted individuals who have been called by God, who have been set apart by God, who have been set apart for specific God's specific use to stand in the gap 
cry out in the marketplace as spokespersons who stand in sacred spaces to address the travesties of social injustice, social ills, and the complicity of the privilege in the face of the oppression of others against spiritual wickedness in high places. And so we show up much like King Zedekiah in the book of Jeremiah. We show up like Zedekiah. The king came to the prophet because his city was besieged or surrounded by Babylonians before whom he could not stand. The king Zedekiah came because all of his conventional support systems and his intelligence community could not offer the answers in the face of his duplicity. He came because his community had exhausted their resources and they had no clue about what to do next. The king came because he hoped that the present dire circumstances and existential present realities did not need to be the final truth for his life. The king came because he had heard the stories, the whispers around him of memories of past time about the God of the Exodus, Yahweh, who had done saving miracles. And he hoped when he came to the prophet that he would hear about one more saving miracle. In the midst of dire circumstances and devouring anxiety and hope that seemed to be deferred, he came in timid, desperate hope. Hope that is partly fearful. Hope that is partly grounded or was partly grounded in a faith tradition. Partly grounded in deep ambiguities, ambiguities of a lived circumstance. Such hope is partly what Brueggemann would call a theological particularity and partly a generic human impulse. Translated, that means we hear uh, because we want to know if God has anything to say about what's going on in the world. Uh, translated, we're here because some of us is all we know to do. Uh, we don't necessarily didn't necessarily feel like coming. We didn't necessarily feel like getting out to bed, but because it is a part of our generic impulse to gather among the community of the faithful, oh, we showed up this morning. Much like Zedekiah, because we want to know, does God have anything to say about the madness that's going on in the world? Whatever way the king showed up, he was ready to listen, even if he found that what he heard was nearly unbearable. He took the risk. Somebody say he took the risk. He took the pain to establish deniability about having to come listen at all. And I want to suggest this morning that I imagine that many of us show up for worship and preaching, not unlike Zedekiah, half hopeful, half believing that the present predicament, that our present existential, personal, and public realities are not the last will and woe or the last truth for our lives. I don't know about you this morning, but persistent and piercing question that is always on my mind whenever I mount the sacred desk, whenever I have the privilege to stand before the people and proclaim the word of God. 
In the midst of our personal and public realities, the persistent and piercing question that is on my mind in the midst of our personal and public and private and existential realities are the words of King Zedekiah. Is there a word from the Lord? What does God, Lord have mercy, have to say about all this madness? Is there a word, y'all ain't saying nothing, for the family of Freddie Gray and the citizens of Baltimore? Is there a word for people of darker hue who struggle to believe that the United States, home of the free and land of the brave, is still a safe place? Come on, talk to me. To live and raise our children. Is there a word? For decent and abiding citizens who try to follow the law, who try to live uh, with a commitment to biblical faith. Is there a word for decent and abiding citizens in a world where it seems that nothing but crime seems to pay? Is there a word for a nation that continues to structurally support and legally discriminate against the de and devalue black life? Including the lives of those of our Trayvon Martins, Sean Bells, Oscar Grants, Eric Garners, Renisha McBride's, and yes, even a late Burt Brunson. Is there a word for our children and our youth who probably will go to school tomorrow somewhat fearful of what the day holds because of gang violence and drug activity and peer pressure? Is there a word? From the Lord that would speak to black males and black females of this nation to tell us that our blackness is not a sigma or an insignia of inferiority of one who is less than or other or a thug or a threat. Is there a word? From the Lord that would speak to a colonized mindset that would have people of color to believe that we are anything other than fearfully and wonderfully made just like everybody else. Is there a word? From the Lord for the person whose life seems like it's falling apart and the bottom seems to be falling out and the rug has been slipped from under you and it looks like all hell is breaking loose. Is there a word from the Lord, that would encourage thousands of foot soldiers of justice whose everyday actions continue to change the face of our nation. I want to suggest to you today that this is a relevant question. Oh, you all tell somebody, it's a relevant question. Because we are not just members of the church, but we are members of society. We don't just live in the world. We are challenged to not be of the world. Oh, it's a relevant question because all of us got TVs in our house. Y'all ain't saying nothing. All of us see the statuses on Facebook and the updates in the Twitter feed. All of us see the pictures of police brutality and the disappointment and abandonment that characterizes our present existential realities. All of us see the footage of fights in schools and the disappointment and the disrespect that is so pervasive in our society. This is a relevant question because we are not just members of the church, 
But we are members of society. We can't put on a blindfold and stick our head in the sand. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And act like this stuff ain't real. We cannot retreat into some kind of fantasy, reality, existence that suggests that we are somehow exempt from the realities that impact our lives, impact the lives of our children, impact the lives of our family and our world. We are not just members of the church. We are members of society. And as my homiletics professor, Dr. Paul Brown, has stated in his book, In and for the World, if current historical realities are admitted from the language of liturgy, then many will experience church worship as somehow indifferent to the church historical context. That a part of our existence has been untouched by the worship event. In other words, what Brown is saying is that when we come to church, somebody is wondering, does God have anything to say about Freddie Gray? Does God have anything to say about the violence and the pervasiveness of lost lives? Does God have anything to say about the frustration and the depression and the deprivation and the disorientation and the dislocation that we experience in our life? Does God have anything to say that will lift up our heads, O ye gates? And be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, so that the king of glory shall come in. Does God have anything to say? Not just about my public reality, y'all ain't saying nothing, but about my personal reality. About the stuff that's breaking loose in my life and the stuff that's popping off in my life. Does God have anything to say about my personal, my private, my public realities, my present predicament? Is there a word from the Lord. As Reverend Deborah Browden declared two weeks ago, we're living in crisis times. And I want to suggest that while there's a lot of talk going on, and it seems like everybody has a word. Steve Harvey has a word. Dr. Phil has a word. Oprah has a word. Dr. Oz had a word until they started trying to discredit him. Late night talk show has a word. But the word that we need today... I thought I'd have some witnesses about now. Is a word from the Lord. Why don't you just look at somebody and say, I need a word from the Lord. Is there a word? I'm looking for some witnesses that want to know in the midst of all the hell that's going on, not just in my personal life, but on the public stage. Is there a word from the Lord? And it is as if the analogy of Zedekiah works at all then we have shown up not to be entertained. Not just for utterance to hear about late library dues. Not to be numbed or instructed in the passion of the day. Not to receive some spiritual narcotic. Lord have mercy. We have come to find out if there is a word outside of our present circumstance, from outside our closed system of reality that could open us up to some new possibilities that will cause us to see things differently. We've come today hoping that there is some flash of insight uh, that opens us up to a prophetic imagination. Perhaps that's why the late Dr. Gardner Calvin Taylor says that preaching is a matter of life and death. 
Because you can't look at us. Look at your neighbor and say, you can't look at me. And tell what I'm going through right now. But somebody is on the edge. I wish I had some witnesses. You can't look at your neighbor and tell that somebody is right on the edge of throwing in the towel. You can't look at us, Lord have mercy, and tell that some of us had to talk our way into getting up this morning to come to church. And then once we got here, we're sitting here trying to figure out why we're here because it looks like the more things change, the more they remain the same. Do I have any company in here that can tell the truth and shame the devil this morning that you have here and you have present? You have hearing and you have ain't paying attention. Your body is here with me. Oh, but your mind is on the other side of town. And somebody wants to know, is there a word? I came for you today from the Lord. Just shake somebody's hand and say, yeah, I want to know. I want to know because all hell is popping loose in my life. It's popping loose. I got bills. I got frustration. I got disappointment. I got delays. I got deferred hopes. And the world looks like it's going to hell in a handbasket. Do I have any witnesses that will testify that you came this morning? Some out of habit. Some because you didn't know where else to go. Because if you had gone anywhere else, you'd be in a club somewhere with a joint in your hand or a blunt in your hand or a glass of liquor in your hand. So you decided that since you couldn't go back, even though you felt like coming back, you might as well come up in the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, come on, I'm looking for some witnesses. Let us go into the house of the Lord because somebody wants to know. Is there a word from the Lord? I'm just wondering, do I have any witnesses in here that want to know, is there a word from the Lord? You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't come to look cute. You didn't come to hear about what's going on in somebody else's world. You didn't come to get the latest gossip. You didn't come to find out who's sleeping with who. You didn't come to find out who marriage ain't working and who getting ready to get a divorce. You came because you need to know. I wish I had some help in it. Is there a word? God, I feel my help coming. Is there a word from the Lord? And I want to suggest this morning that there is a word. I want to tell you, it may not be the last word. It's not the only word. Y'all ain't saying nothing. But I want to suggest that there is a word that I believe God would have me to say against the backdrop of national, public, personal, present, and existential crises. It's just one clause. We just read it. <laughs> In Hebrews chapter 10. It said, do not throw away your confidence. Why don't you preach to somebody and look them straight in the eye? Give me a little more churchy sound now. Take me up a little bit. Look at somebody say, well, look at somebody say, do not throw away your confidence. Just, just tell somebody that because somebody showed up this morning and they were just about, y'all ain't saying nothing, to go over the edge. Their foot had almost slipped. They were just about to throw in the towel. Ah, oh, but why don't you grab them by the hand and shake that hand and tell them I'm on assignment to, to preach to you today. To tell you do not throw away your confidence. Don't give up on God. Do I have any company? Just high five somebody said, don't throw it away, don't throw it away. Don't throw it away, don't throw it away. Don't throw it in the towel, don't slit your wrist. Don't jump off a bridge. 
Don't go get the pills. Don't commit suicide. Don't give up. Do not throw away. Lord, I'm trying not to go across the field, but I feel the Holy Ghost speaking to me right now. Somebody ought to give him some praise that this is still God's world. He's still in charge. He's still going to have the last word. Find somebody. Tell them I know it's dark. I know you're depressed. I know you're frustrated. I know you're sick and tired. I'm being sick and tired. But do not, do not, do not, do not. Where my praise was at. Where my worship was at. Where the people that still believe God. Let every man be alive. And let God be true. Shout the asset here. You ought to open your mouth and give him praise. Shake somebody's hand and say, I'm a yet praise him. Because he's the help of my countenance. He's still running the universe. He's still in charge. The earth is still his. The fullness thereof. The world. And they that dwell therein. Shout yes in here. Yes. 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 I don't hear you in here. Is that all you got? Is that all you got? Why don't you bless him? Why don't you praise him? Why don't you give him glory? Grab somebody's hand and say he's still in charge. He's still in charge. He's still the God of the universe. He does not come up for re-election. He cannot be impeached. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. His dominion find somebody and say stick around for the conclusion of the whole matter cause it ain't over hey, until God says it's over God I feel my help God I feel glory God I feel the Holy Ghost God I feel it moving in this place shout yes Yes! Yes! Come on, worship him in here. Come on and give him glory. Somebody ought to go ahead and give God the praise that the devil tried to take. You ought to give him the shout that the devil tried to take. You ought to open your mouth Give God glory. Shout it out in here. I wish I had a few of y'all that got the revelation that could just give him a crazy praise. That could just give him an undignified praise. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Yeah. Yeah. Just half out, somebody tell me.
God, he's still in charge. He's still in charge. This is still God's work. And can I tell you, I read the end of the book. And the book says, we win. We're more than conquerors. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up, God's going to condemn it. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Touch your neighbor. Say, use your haters for your motivator. It's coming up again. Yeah. What you waiting on? Don't look at me. Look at God. See him high and lift it up. He's my light. Go find three people and hug them. Tell them do not cast away your confidence. God's gonna come through. God's still who he says he is. He's still running the universe. He's still in charge. He's still gonna have the last word. It's a done deal. The fight is fixed. Find somebody. Tell them it's a fixed fight. Hey! It's a fixed fight. Hey! It's a fixed fight. And greater is he. Honest in me. joining our podcast. We pray that you were tremendously blessed by the word. Like what you've heard? You can purchase this message by visiting www.christmbc.org store or by emailing us at orders at christmbc.org. Be sure to mention the title of the message. We are one church in two locations. Join us at one of our two locations at 8 a.m. at our east location at the Esplanade Memphis located at 901 Cordova Station, Cordova, Tennessee 38018 or at 10 a.m. at our south location located at 480 South Parkway East, Memphis, Tennessee 38106. May God continue to bless you is our prayer.